0: DW Deutsche Welle. Pulse.
1: Hello and a warm welcome to this germ-packed edition of Pulse. I'm Yuniswanjiro in Bonn, Germany. In today's program, we'll look at some of the consequences of online hacking in Uganda. A period summit in London is being set to deal with the issues of period poverty. This story is plus the elections in Liberia coming right here on Pulse. Don't go away. If you want to build a brand in today's world, you're going to make sure that you have a strong social media presence. In Uganda, celebrities use various platforms to expand their fan base and conduct business. But now the social media dream has turned sour because the rich and famous have been suffering from a spate of account hacking. According to statistics from the Uganda Communication Commission, a government regulatory body, over 300 cyber-related cases that include online abuse, fraud and pornography have been filed since last year. Local celebrities who have fallen victim to this scam say hacking negatively affects their brand. Frank Yeager reports.
2: Cindy is one of Uganda's biggest singers. She made sound loud and confident as she rehearses, but after having her account hacked, she started to feel very scared.
3: At first I didn't take it seriously. I thought I'd just forgotten my password. So I checked through my information and I tried again and again and again. And then you know how they send you the email to verify. I noticed it was not my email. I didn't know how to go about it for about two months. I couldn't get it. Then finally I got another hacker to hack into my email and then, you know, got my information back. But it was definitely scary because the person who hacked it could feed us any information they wanted and at that period of time they did not give the right information to the people they said the most hateful things the most embarrassing things you know
2: at the central police station in Kampala city center things are busy the crime rate is high here Okelo Honga is the deputy public liaison officer for the police They have handled a lot of cybercrime cases and he says people are ignorant of the computer misuse law.
4: They are just as serious as other crimes. Hacking into other people's accounts. A few of people report these cases to police and some of them don't know that they are actual offenses. For example, when I call you using my mobile phone, abuse you, harass you, intimidate you, some people think yes, they go brag about and say I've abused him. But it contravenes a section of the law. Which is cyber harassment under the Computer Misuse Act. There are those who do business, online business. If a hacker intercepted into the communication between Frank in Uganda and Okello in Germany in the transaction of purchase of a car, and the information is intercepted and diverted, that is fraud. So, in other words, you hack, and the information carried in the, by the hacker is deceitful.
3: About the music production, the Simpan production
2: a pass is another musician at his recording studio he pulls out his phone to show me the various platforms he subscribes to he thinks celebrities are also to blame for not installing more security on their phones he studied information technology and is happy to say he has never been hacked
3: I have a couple of platforms I'm on I'm I'm on um, Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on uh, Snapchat. I'm on so many, even the ones that people don't know in Uganda. I'm privileged to have done some IT. I'm very good with uh, passwords. I try to make everything very difficult for anyone to even try anything close to that. But you never know, but um, I'm pretty careful. I would make sure that if anything has to be changed they will have to have my phone number to get a message to actually change that. So you have to be very careful and not to even give out your email address because it's very difficult. You have to have probably a different email address for that particular account other than having the normal email address that everyone knows so they can put it in and try to figure out what password it is. So if you do not know my email address, how do you start?
2: But not everyone is that careful. Kano Shabani Bantereza, a government spokesperson, says that the lawmakers are currently passing more stringent measures to guard against this kind of social media crime and tighten up the current laws.
3: We have got an entity called Uganda Communications Commission with a law that governs the uh, activity on social media. They are even coming up with more stringent measures because there is an act against computer misuse, right? But act against computer misuse is not good enough because I think when they made it, it did not provide for using any other devices like phones and so on, because if you got caught today and you charge me for computer misuse, my phone is not a computer, right? They are working on that one because, you know, technology changes every 18 months worldwide. And catching up with it is not very easy.
2: Desire Luzinda is another Ugandan star singing here. Her nude pictures went viral and spread around the country like wildfire when her Facebook account was hacked. She even lost fans after the episode, like Maureen Kajumba, who had followed Desire's every move until the hacking episode.
1: I loved everything about her. I loved her clothes, her designs, her figure, her smile, everything about her, and especially her music because... Most of her music is actually informative in our social life, but the moment her nudes leaked on social media, in newspapers, those funny, funny stories, I lost hope in her because she's a parent, she has a child, and uh, as a woman, she needs, she needs to respect herself.
3: The hottest, exclusive, hot. here it
2: comes. Let's go. Hit after hit is broadcast live on radio. Calvin is at the controls. He's a renowned television and radio presenter, broadcasting his celebrity gossip show. He thinks he knows why these celebrities can sometimes be easy targets. You find that most of these celebrities do not have. Uh, social media managers, so they can entrust their colleagues with their phones. And before you know it, uh, private information is leaking. From uh, nude pictures which have been making rounds, of course it has a greatly affected a number of stars, from uh, wannabe celebrities to the already established ones. Th- there are those who even uh, almost commit suicide as a result of the backfire, what happens after your pictures have leaked. In a conservative society like Uganda, where social conduct is under scrutiny 24-7, Waking up to find your nude pictures all over everyone's social media feeds is indeed devastating. This has caused politicians' votes, musicians losing contracts, and socialized despised. Prominent radio and television broadcasters Anita Fabiola, Anne Nakawombe, Sanyo Mweruka, and Bettina have lost their jobs for damaging the image and reputation of their employers after their nudes went viral on social media platforms. For DW, this is Frank Yiga in Kampala, Uganda.
1: You may be more used to hearing about the so-called period poverty affecting girls and women in the developing world. Now, period poverty is when a woman doesn't have enough money to afford adequate sanitary protection for her monthly period, which means that she may miss significant chunks of her education or work. But earlier this year, the issue hit the headlines in the UK too, when it was discovered that period poverty is also affecting women and girls in the UK. Campaigners in the country are gearing up for a period summit on the 14th of October where they aim to push the issue into the open. One of those campaigners is a 17-year-old schoolgirl from London. Emma Wallace went to meet her at a busy bar behind London's King's
0: Cross station.
5: I'm Amika George, I'm 17 years old and
0: I'm from London. Amika George is just on her way back from work experience at the UN in her summer holidays. She's confident, articulate, friendly and mature beyond her years. In affluent London, she hadn't heard about period poverty until earlier this year, but that didn't stop her wanting to get involved. So it was
5: around March earlier this year that I started to hear about period poverty in the news and it all happened when Freezing for Girls, the charity started to redirect their products to Leeds from Kenya and that kind of shocked a lot of people, so including me, I was absolutely shocked.
0: Amica wasn't the only one to be shocked. Chloe Tingle and Shae Vora are just out of university and directors of a social enterprise called No More Taboos. They have been working with homeless and vulnerable women and girls for a few years and provide sustainable sanitary protection on their website. This summer they travelled around the country asking young women to tell them about their attitudes to periods and poverty in preparation for a period poverty summit in Leeds on the 14th of October. We don't think there's been enough research done into period poverty to understand the levels of who it's affecting. We know it's out there. We've met women who are living in period poverty, but it's a double taboo. Poverty is a taboo and periods are a taboo so it's very difficult to get people to tell you their story about this so we need much more research to find out the links between food poverty and period poverty and to understand the level um, with young people as well as um, kind of the women that we've been working with so far um, in terms of homeless women and, and vulnerable women. They have been working with the health charity Plan UK, and as Shae explains, the problems are far more wide-reaching than just not being able to afford some sanitary towels.
5: Poverty really affects a range of issues, like it brings about inequalities in health, it brings about inequalities in education. If you're, if you're um, a girl and you're going to school and you can't afford sanitary products, then you're missing out on education. So yeah, it's a, it's a really, really big issue.
0: A really big issue, which needed a spotlight shone on it, decided Amika George.
5: People in power weren't changing it. So I had this idea to start a petition on change.org. And I called it a free period. And it's to ask the government to give girls on free school meals free sanitary products too and since then I've just been really overwhelmed with the support. At the moment it's at almost 11,000 signatures and I've got the support of some quite high-profile people like Sherry Blair and Cathy Newman, Ken Loach and it's just been really amazing. I've been to the House of Lords twice now to discuss the progress of my campaign. So I've met with Baroness Burt, who's a Lib Dem peer, and Shamri Chakrabarti, who's the Shadow Attorney General. And they've both been really supportive, and we've kind of discussed how we can kind of get this through and kind of make the government take notice sooner.
0: The stories Amika and the others have discovered are the kinds of things that really should make the government take notice.
5: Just awful stories and a lot of them have emailed me saying I grew up in a family of six and I was the only girl and I had no idea what to do so I'm so glad people are starting to take notice but that was 50 years ago and like just awful stories of girls saying that they, literally every single night they would come home and Go through all the sofas and try to find, for, look for spare change, just pennies, in, like on the floor and whatever, just to try and make up enough money to afford sanitary products. It's just awful.
0: Since the credit crisis and government changes in the benefit system, more and more people in the UK are struggling and need access to food banks and social welfare. Although some politicians and lawmakers are aware of the issue, it still hasn't been enshrined in law and free sanitary protection is not yet given out to girls who need free school meals. But that hasn't dampened Amica's enthusiasm for the project and campaigning in general.
5: I think it's definitely opened my eyes up a bit more to kind of the, the things that are possible, especially with social media now. I think a lot of people underestimate the power of the internet and the fact that I've managed to deal with this just from you know my laptop at home so it's kind of made me think twice about how people can use the internet and use whatever resources possible to make a positive change in the world and it sounds really corny but i think that if more people especially young people realize that they can do amazing things just from you know from their bed <laughs> then you know everyone can kind of come together and collaborate and just to see that many people sign the petition that I started has been really inspiring. So I don't know where where it will take me um, later in life, but yeah, I've definitely felt like it is possible to make a change from what I've done.
0: And that spirit looks like propelling Amica far into the future and getting the issue onto everyone's agendas at the same time too.
5: It's actually the first time I've ever done anything like it, so it's been um, it's been quite overwhelming. I think. I just kind of thought that I'm in a really lucky position where I've never had to go through any of this, and I've like, when I start my period, I've never even thought twice about not having pads. So when I read about it, it just completely shocked me. Like I just couldn't get over it, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. So I just thought, if there's something I can do that would help, um, then that's that's good. And I um, since then. Loads has happened that's kind of helped me to raise awareness so I've spoken at different events and I've um, gone to meet different people, meet uh, the peers and meet other campaigners and I have a few things lined up at the end of the year which are really exciting so I'm hoping that period poverty is going to become a more more frequently used word in, in society.
0: For DW, this is Emma Wallace in London.
1: to polls. Liberians went to the polls on Tuesday to elect a new president and legislators, an election that for the first time in more than 70 years will see one democratically elected government hand power to another. Africa's first female president, President Ellen Johnson salif is stepping down and has been calling for generational change, saying that she wants the country's youth to take over the mantle of leadership. Liberians will choose from 20 presidential candidates. DW's Abubakar Jallo is in Liberia and I wanted to find out from him what the turnout of the youth was like during the election.
6: A lot of young people here are quite enthusiastic about this election. Uh, since the president Helen Johnson Sirleaf came out saying that Liberia needs to be ruled by someone who's young. The young generation should rule this country because of the enormous problems because the majority of the population is young. So the country and the president thinks that um, her successor should be a young Liberian and that's uh, the message so many young Liberians are taking with them, that is why they are casting their ballot. And um, surprisingly most of the older candidates, uh, the ones who are you know, above um, 60s, they were popular before the statement and suddenly the young candidates are now the popular one. That is um, the newbie, his name is Charles Broomskin, who is one of the opposition candidates. Um, he's, he's basically a career politician, and he's um, quite popular at the moment. And there's also uh, the interesting one is the Coca-Cola guy, who is basically new in this electoral process. He joined the poll, the polls like um, 18 months ago, and now he's suddenly a big name in town, and that's um, Cummins. Cummins is suddenly one person that a lot of young Liberians want to vote for.
1: So what are the youth concerns or... Pressing problems that the youth have
6: in Liberia? Um, There's actually several issues here, Uh, the bread and butter issues, but uh, the most interesting one is corruption and nepotism. A lot of people, a lot of Liberians are saying that you need to know someone within the government to be able to get a position within the government. And the problem is, is, I mean, it's, it's quite a common problem across Africa. But in Liberia it's very special because the government of President Johnson Sirleaf has been accused a lot of corruption and the president did say herself that um, she failed in fighting corruption, she failed failed in fighting nepotism in, in Liberia.
1: So what are the prospects of the youth? Are they looking forward to a new government or is there hope that the country will change being looked at as one of the poorest countries in Africa?
6: Yes, like you rightly said, Eunice, Liberia is one of the poorest countries in Africa and this youth are looking forward to uh, a younger person who will steer the economy forward, who will bring development to um, in this country. And um, some of the supporters that I spoke to, um, supporters of Cummins, who is the youngest um, presidential candidate in this election, they are saying that Cummins has a track record of being a good manager to... In the Coca-Cola company, he rose from a nobody to a somebody, and um, he became a successful um, businessman within Coca-Cola. And he managed a huge budget within the Coca-Cola company. So, if he could do that, he could definitely, he could definitely manage Liberia's mega budget.
1: I was speaking to DW's Abu Bakar Jalloh, who is currently in Liberia.
0: My bad when it drops.
1: Ooh. And that brings us to the end of this week's edition of Pulse. We hope you've enjoyed the show. And as usual, don't forget to follow us on Facebook. Just look out for DW Africa. On behalf of our studio team, many thanks for listening and we wish you a great week ahead. Make sure to tune in again next week for another germ-packed edition of Pulse. I'm Eunice Wingiro and bye for now.
3: So just
0: When you dance, dance, dance Feel good,
4: good creeping up on you So just dance, dance, dance Come on All those things I shouldn't do But you dance, dance, dance And ain't nobody leaving soon
0: So keep dancing.